What's up with all the new faces? These days everybody wanna be famous. Don't wanna study, wanna make it on the A-list. What's up, y'all? It's the one and only. You can't come when your girl clean, baby. And you already know, y'all. It's your boy Shauna Dawn, and welcome back to the A-list podcast. Yeah, so we're back with another one. I know it's been a while because somebody <laughs> decided to not show up and do his job. Remember when we were talking about consistency? Yeah, he fell through. But see, also with consistency and when you're working with partners, you're supposed to have people, you know, that keep you in check, not just let I things kept happen you in check. and you just don't remember. Okay. You just ain't come through. I kept you in check. Quay, Quay want to be fancy and Queen. grand in front of everybody. Uh-huh. Queen, like I said, Mar- not Marquavia wants oh. to be grand to our viewers and stuff and pretend like things weren't going how they were but we'll let her have this for you <laughs> so yes we're back yeah i know y'all miss our beautiful voices when well, we're back and we have a special guest our first guest ever yes, yes, yes. <laughs> we got britney in the building Hi. britney in the building what's up what they do? <laughs> <laughs> but you say sick, what, man, what they do like that <laughs> just a, um a true testament like how small the world is like what's crazy is i went to school with britney in middle school yes. and so, i went to school with her in high school and then she left and then she went okay. to new orleans but you gotta put me out but that's just so crazy how both of us know britney but from two different then we all went to college joined the same organization faces yeah. we did Even small, that's crazy <laughs> yeah like, Y'all know we never saw you at like one of the conferences though, because you know me and Quay don't got that. I seen Britney before. Oh, Oh, not conference, but I seen her at one of the performances. Oh yeah, we that we had. They came up to y'all ain't model. Oh Um, yeah, we did it. We was we was done. (laughs) We was done by then. We was done by then. (laughs) Y'all had y'all time. I understand. Uh, Firm though. Firm though. Firm. (laughs) You're sick. So listen, Britney don't know the 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 topic we're gonna discuss, but since we've been gone for so long, we probably gonna hop around all all over the place. So we're probably going to do some entertainment. Then we're going to probably hit on one topic. Ooh, I hope I know about all of that. <laughs> <laughs> so listen. Pass me my bag, Brittany. So listen, Brittany. I'm professional. Not that one. <laughs> not this one? Yeah, not that one. The the big the big book bag. The giant. Quite look like she's going to school today, y'all. She really is. I go to school. <laughs> it's, I look like this every day. So, I'm just disappointed at y'all unprofessionalism. <laughs> No, it wouldn't be the A-list podcast. This is Quay, though, y'all. This is Quay. It's all her. Talk about consistency. Right. Right. (laughs) Professionalism. It wouldn't be the A-list if we weren't dysfunctional. (laughs) But listen, so the first topic we're going to talk about is Sean. Because he wanted to talk about this so bad with you, Brittany. And I said no, but whatever. I did. I I definitely want to... dive a little bit more into it because you are engaged right now yes I am. you are really? engaged sean don't you play with that. me sean please don't <laughs> play with me we are not talking about that i said we're not talking about that unless her husband was Wait, here pause, pause. <laughs> no no this is okay we just gonna keep it going because didn't she just say only i wanted to talk i'm to you talking about, about so the make, yeah but that's that not the topic i was talking about though the topic i'm talking about is the one with the hbcu versus pwi you know i'm not talking about the engagement because i wanted her so fiance Sean to be here exactly he tried so to anyways we'll have britney back for another episode to talk about you know faith and engagement <laughs> and dating in college and stuff like Radio that but i guess today's i guess today's uh conversation is going to be starting off with the um pwi versus the hbcu blacks how they attend I like this See, I knew she would like it. It's definitely Yum. a good conversation, but we are going to um, 
we're going to get down to the nitty-gritty with it because, you know, me and Koi, we attended, you know, uh, greatest HBCU. institution in all the land, FAMU, uh, HBCU. But, okay. Brittany, where did you attend? I attended the University of Florida, Go Gators. Okay, okay, which is, as we all know, a PWI, which stands for Predominantly White Institution, yes. for those of our viewers who may not be savvy with all that good stuff. And I think this is a real, real good topic, only for the simple fact that dear white people did drop. Yeah. And I don't know if any of y'all seen the series. I did. I did. Season two. Okay. I saw both. So yeah, so you know that whole situation with black people at a PWI. Mm-hmm. So it would be, it's just, I feel like it's wonderful to have Brittany here talking about her experience mm-hmm. and if it's kind of relatable to the people on Dear White People. <laughs> you know, so this is really good. And plus you got two HBCU students. Yes. So let's get into it. So I think we should start off with first the, the overall black experience at a PWI. So just just go like your connection with your teachers, your connection with the student body and stuff like that. Okay, so I'll talk about the education side first. So being one of the only black people in the news major at UF, mm-hmm. some people saw it as like they had the bad hand, but I saw it as an advantage because a lot of things that I wanted to do, I was always killing it, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And I was the black girl with natural hair who was killing it. Mm. So I got a lot of eyes on me. I had a lot of internships around the area because I was that one black girl in the major. Mm. So I felt like it was a plus, but on the other hand, there was situations where I auditioned to be an anchor and I didn't get it. Someone with blonde hair and blue eyes got it. You know, things like that. So there was some of those other end of the stick type situations I was in. Um, There was also situations where I tried to report on certain stories, but I felt like sometimes I was sent to a little more trash stories because they wanted so-and-so with the blonde hair to go get the big story of the day. So I do feel like I experienced a lot of that at UF. And then I also experienced things where teachers will tell me about my hair. Mm. Like, oh, your hair is beautiful, but I don't think people want to see all that quote unquote on TV. So it's just like, okay, what is all that? that? (laughs) Right. So, I mean, just a bunch of things that I heard um, being at UF, but then as far as the teacher connection, I only had one black teacher in four years at UF. It was a black man and um, he was like half Cuban. So he wasn't really all the way down with the black. Right. But, um, <laughs> I almost said the wrong thing on this podcast because I would say sometimes Spanish people be the most racist yeah. sometimes. He wasn't all the way down, honestly, because it was some situations where I was just like, okay, whose side are you on, sir? Like, I'm really confused. Some of his statements were kind of outlandish. But I don't feel like I had a personal connection with a lot of my teachers, but I did have um, some black advisors who I used to go to all the time, and they really, really helped me out told me who to get in touch with. And there was some white and Spanish people who were there, but I would say just the black, I guess, professor to black student ratio was really low. One black teacher in four years. That is crazy. Yeah, and uh, then, oh, go ahead, Sean. Keep going now, tell your story. So yeah, so as far as the um, experience side, like outside of the classroom, I feel like it was good. I feel like one way I made UF smaller was joining organizations like Faces Modeling Troop. That was my first org. Um, I joined, obviously, Alpha Kappa Alpha, so that was another way. Okay, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Black Student Union. So just being a part of that made the black community smaller. 
But I do feel like, on the other hand, there were situations where sometimes it was the battle to see, like, who was the most black or, like, oh. who, you know what I mean? Like, you in these organizations, it's all BSU, but you got some African people in BSU, and they feel like, oh, we the real black. Right. So it's just like, that the was roots. the, yeah, that was the vision, of course, among Greek orgs as well. So it's just like, you know, it's only 10 black people at UF, so what we fighting for? So right. you already divided from the campus, and right. now you divided in right. your then own. Yeah. Wow. Exactly. Oh, so-and-so the president, why he the president? It's just like, I mean, why we not happy? Like, what happened I to mean, <laughs> But see, situations yeah. like that, I feel like that's just black people aurora i like i think mm -hmm. we just have this whole competition of competing which with each other sad. which is so mm -hmm. sad and just horrible because even at hbcus we go through the same thing everybody competing yeah. oh why this person the miss fam you are why this mm -hmm. person the president of the mm -hmm. university like i mean of the um student body mm -hmm. like we i think we have it within but i think it's just worse with y'all because like it's you said it's so so, so many it's of y'all so small and you definitely feel it like it I just got to the point where certain things, I stopped joining organizations wow. that were like fun. Like Faces was my fun org, but everything else I started to do was like business related. Business so I was right. interning, I was in journalism college ambassadors and that was all white people. I'm just like, look, I'm not about to spend my extracurricular times fighting and mm. having issues. So I just took the business track, I guess. So, so I know you, um, you talked about how when you were doing internships and stuff, because you were the only only person of color and mm -hmm. stuff like that, they were looking for you in a lot of those mm -hmm. those places. But do you feel like that could have also been because you were that diversity number? Mm -hmm. Like you, did you feel like just a number to certain people? So I definitely feel like I could have just been a number to a bunch of different people. Cause like I said, it was plenty of times where I would get good opportunities, but when I would audition for certain things, like to be the main anchor of the daily newscast, I wouldn't get it. And I knew I was worthy of it because I was interning for a ABC station in Gainesville, reporting on air twice a week. It's like, am I not worthy of reporting at the college station? So I do feel wow. like it was plenty situations where for some things I was like a good face, good to show diversity, but in other things it's like, nah, we like you, but we don't really want you in this spot. Like we need so, you in the room, but you can't, right, you can't be the face right. of the room. Yeah, I, definitely, the room. Wow. I definitely feel like, and I know I'm not the only one because there are plenty other people. Like even my mentee, she auditioned a few times to be on there and she's quality in my eyes, but just couldn't get it. And then you got blonde hair, blue eyes, who's not necessarily the best, but has the look. The look. Right. right. So I think I've experienced that. I, my own, I guess, coming from an HBC perspective, because everybody is, the whole black. school is mm -hmm. the BSU. Everything right. is the black student. Right. We All we see is each other sort of kind right. of. You got more so a taste of the real world than us because mm -hmm. not only do we have to compete against people of color which is what you right. said you go through with the organizations and now right. you're competing against people mm -hmm. not non-people of color in mm -hmm. your, your internships and trying to get positions on airing and stuff for us it's like all we see is competition with black people because everybody mm -hmm. i'm competing against is of my same and skin I color like, gotcha. and i feel and like that kind of harm us too because it's like we're we're in this box mm -hmm. and it's like we're in this box for box for four years and as soon as we get out of box like life hit us because it's right. like Oh wait, y'all really out here racist? <laughs> like it's like y'all really don't like us, and it's like it's like a, a shock. Like oh mm -hmm. my god, so I really gotta go as hard as possible to prove myself to y'all when I know I'm quality. I know I'm exactly. good at what I do, right. but now I gotta prove right. it even much more because you don't like the color of my skin, mm -hmm. or, you know, situations like that, or yeah. you don't like my hair, like yep. which is a big problem in a lot of places. But oh yes, I don't know. I feel like, <laughs> and it's so crazy that you still experiencing it because. 
Mm-hmm. What before you graduated? What a year ago, right? Like I graduated a year? almost December in two years. So December so would be two years. Us. Okay, yeah. So mm-hmm. with that, it's like old. around that <laughs> around that you did graduate early. Mm-hmm. Around that time, that's when like a whole bunch of stuff was popping for our culture as far as like you know the insecure and yeah. the Easter race, the Ava DuVernay, and mm-hmm. you would think like, okay, well we seeing all this happen, it's getting better, but mm-hmm. it seems like it's not getting no better. No. Like it seems like it on, <laughs> like on the like on a screen perspective, it looks mm-hmm. like it, but really behind the scenes, mm-hmm. no, it's still just. It's bad. Yeah, not too long ago after I graduated, the guy Richard Spencer, the white nationalist, actually went to UF. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's like. Which was it, crazy. Right. It, the fact that even UF supporting something like that exactly. is like, wow. So, y'all, you know, the exactly. School, people already talk about how mm-hmm. PWIs are like racist schools. Mm-hmm. And it's another thing that I gotta talk about why you decided to go to mm-hmm. a PWI. But beyond mm-hmm. that, it's, it's so crazy because beyond y'all, BSU mm-hmm. fighting within each other. Mm-hmm. And beyond HBCUs fighting be, um, within each other, mm-hmm. we still fighting each other as far as yeah. like a PWI black mm-hmm. student and yeah. an HBCU right. black student. Which it's is, like all this competition. It's right. like, oh my God. It's like, like we break our but own meanwhile, down. Yeah. I feel like these, the non-people of color, they out here thriving because they- They, they right. support each other. They don't care what school mm-hmm. you went to, baby. Come on, because I'm going to put you on one, yep. bring you exactly. up. It don't matter. Yep. And, and it's, it's crazy because we're put on one level, all of the black people, no matter if you mm-hmm. went to the PWR or you went to yep. the or you HBCU. went to the HBCU, because mm-hmm. I, I was just thinking about this last night. Mm-hmm. We, we're like, oh, okay, I went to such and such institution. Mm-hmm. I went to Harvard. I went to Columbia and stuff like this. Mm-hmm. I went to FAMU. But guess what? When we both graduate, mm-hmm. we're still what? Yep. Black. Yeah. So we, we still competing with each other first to get in the room, and then yep. we have to compete with the non-people of color just to yep. thrive in yep. the room. Yep. And it, and it so sucks true. because we, we think like, okay, like, is, is an HBCU education not valued anymore mm-hmm. because it's predominantly black? Mm-hmm. And what, where did that thinking come from that made us think like that? Mm-hmm. Is I, it world taught or is it something that black people amongst ourselves, we put the HBCU down because like black mm-hmm. people always I think we put it other. down ourselves because mm-hmm. that even with sports, like I feel like I'm so I'm such a big advocate of HBCUs because I feel mm-hmm. like at the end of the day, even like I'm going to mm-hmm. use sports for, um, for an example, mm-hmm. mostly all the top players mm-hmm. are black. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah. imagine if the top players at a went PWI to went to mm-hmm. HBCU, mm-hmm. all the attention will go to the HBCU, mm-hmm. even though and I and most of them always say like it's a money thing mm-hmm. and HBCUs don't have money. The money will come, mm-hmm. so I don't understand why everybody just have this mindset like I have to go to this white school, mm-hmm. I have to go to this PWI, like right. That kind of I feel like stuff like that like mm-hmm. that messes us up because. Black people just, we always think low of ourselves, and we think low of our people, and we think low of what we can do right. and what we can accomplish, and I think that harms us a lot. Mm-hmm. And that also brings that competition with us when it really don't have to be that. I, I don't agree. know. Yeah. No, I definitely agree. I feel like that's a great point, and I feel like it's going to take people to really get that in their head for it to change because, like you said, with the money thing, if I'm a football player in Alabama offering me ninety million or whatever, right. and fam, you offering me a hundred thousand, it's like I'm gonna go to Alabama. Bama. But you're right though, if enough people say, nah, we're gonna go to fam you, the money will come. Yeah. But I think it's just hard to see when it's just not right there. there. And then I remember the other day we spoke to a young lady who was like, Oh, I don't wanna go to fam, it's a party school. Yeah. But it's not the school, it's the people, people in it. If you go exactly. get your job done, you're gonna be all right. Exactly. You don't have to go to Nam party in your life. And and uh, 
to think about it, <laughs> UF is like the number one party UF school. Is actually, definitely a party exactly, school. Exactly, but people don't see that. They just see a <laughs> right. whole bunch of black people getting yeah, together and having fun. It. Mm-hmm. So it's a party school now. Right. But compared to a, a white school, they mm-hmm. do the same exact thing yep. every day. Yeah. Now, mind you, not only on the weekends, but every, every day, day they partying. Every already. day. I could, I could be out Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Having the best time. <laughs> a real party school, but every because night. they're, you know. Yeah. Right. Them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, definitely. It's just all about stereotypes and it's so sad. But I feel like another thing is people may see HBCUs as a party school because that's the only time they checking for y'all. Homecoming, everybody wanna wow. go to FAMU. I didn't even think about that. I've Every never... time. But I follow a lot of y'all and I see Miss Fam you putting on this event, Queen of Orange and Green putting on this event, like actually doing positive stuff, but mm-hmm. they only checking for fam you when it's party time. When it's homecoming. Everybody I didn't wanna even go to think fam. about Everybody that. now with HBCU when, when it's, it's homecoming. Right. That's so true. No, but when it's regular it. events, it's the oh, truth. Wow. It's the truth. That is true. Nobody really support because no. At the end of the day, they ain't even coming for the football team. They, they coming to they come party. The experience, the culture. Right, but it's so much stuff y'all doing beyond parties. Like yeah, and I've nobody seen sees you pub it. when you was running for Queen of Orange and Green. Like so many nobody events, community it. service. They not checking for that. Mm-hmm. They not traveling to Tally for that. No, but that's y'all so throw true. pretty nasty. Oh, they there. Like <laughs> honestly, they there. So so, yeah. so do you think the the stereotypes come from from us as a community of black people as a whole or is the stereotypes is it where who puts the stereotype like who makes that the stereotype I is think it we us do. the people or i think I it think started yeah because i think mm-hmm. it's st- in the beginning i feel like it started from white people like mm-hmm. they because they was the ones that end up separating us mm-hmm. and taking the best who they thought was the best or who had the best scores they took the best and then took the best from us and it divided us and once mm-hmm. that division happened we start putting each other down. So now you think you're the best. Oh, you think you're the best? Well, you really ain't nobody. <laughs> da, da, da. And mm-hmm. then you got them on us. Well, we really are the best because these white people have <laughs> us. Like, and I feel like it once that started, that kind of like, that hurt us. That sort of like a black elitism. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. No, I, I, can, I will definitely agree. It's a lot of people who feel like a class at UF is harder than a class at FAMU or a class at a different school is harder than a class out here. PWI versus HBC. And that's crazy too because it's like I don't even think our class is harder. I feel like um I feel like our classes are easier than y'all class. Mm-hmm. And I think our classes are better than y'all classes mm-hmm. only for the simple fact that y'all got like a hundred people in one class. Mm-hmm. We may only have thirty. Thing. So mm-hmm. it's like at the end of the day, your teacher ain't really paying you attention. So I could cheat all day. So right. at the end of the day, that's a more easier right. class than mm-hmm. coming to HBCU when there's only thirty people, baby, the teacher is eyeing you down. See, and you I can't know, miss a beat. Mm-hmm. I know also people say it's because HBCU because you're not just a number at HBCU, the mm-hmm. teachers care, but when did the problem come in teachers caring about the education of students? Like why is that an issue that my teacher wants to invest in me specifically? Right. And my teacher knows me by name, but my teacher cares enough to actually teach out a lesson instead right. of just rushing through. Why is that an issue? I don't, because people want to say it's like babying, but I mean. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's baby. I don't really think it's helpful. Mm-hmm. But it's but it's like. People say it. Black mm-hmm. people from other, like, oh, your teacher do too much for you. Like, y'all did it, da 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 Like, but w- why is that an issue? Yeah. And what? it shouldn't be yeah. an issue. Like, it shouldn't be. When I first got to UF and I told this on my YouTube channel, 
once I graduated, I failed two of my first classes. Like I could have been on academic probation if I didn't find it in myself to start going to office hours and stuff. So if I had a teacher who was helping me, hey, I see you got a C on this last assignment, like let me help you. I would have appreciated that way more than having to hit the ground on, your own. on my own. So I definitely feel like that's beneficial. And anybody who don't feel like it's beneficial probably got C's and D's because mm. you don't have all A's on your own. You getting some type of tutoring or some type of help, but nobody is out here killing college like that i don't feel like anybody too good for help so just to um because this question literally just popped in my head while Mm -hmm. we were thinking about this i know specifically between um i can speak on it i know at fam people Mm -hmm. down certain certain majors or certain degrees that black people do like journalism is seen as one of those degrees that's Mm -hmm. like oh that's an that's an easy major like Mm -hmm. you're black like why are you doing something so easy when you need to be doing something that's more influential like lawyer Mm -hmm. or something in medicine why is it that black people that want to deem themselves creators or people that that want to do things in a creative outlook like theater and stuff like that why why is that a problem like why does every black person to succeed we have to see ourselves as being a lawyer or 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 a doctor like what happened to the black people that just want to teach what happened to the black people that just because also not only is it um not only is it a power thing because those 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 positions have power it's a money thing too Mm -hmm. teachers ain't making no money Mm -hmm. no matter where you go teachers not making no money which is crazy but you become a lawyer you gonna make more than what six seven figures mm-hmm. out like it's easy money yeah but why but why for black people is the money deemed as why is that success i like i get it right. because but I we don't started from it. the bottom mm-hmm. and you when, when you start from the bottom when you come up you want money you want luxury things mm-hmm. so and it starts with the money mm-hmm. like I, we live in america this is a money red <laughs> this, is america. this is america this is america <laughs> <laughs> i mean i just yeah i feel like it's an issue i feel like a lot of people just don't respect the arts but i feel like now people are because everybody what want a flyer yeah. they need a photo shoot they need their website done so i feel like now it's coming back around to believe it in the arts but i think back then it was you need to be a doctor or a lawyer or whatever you do your, this your only but, way out. but right. do y'all think because like you said it's coming back around and the art is being appreciated mm-hmm. more but that's because of like a social media thing mm-hmm. and people always want to be in the front type exactly. of thing but do y'all think that's harming the lawyers and the doctors now now we don't have the black people that want to be like we need <laughs> now we need y'all to be I the lawyers now we, out there i think they're definitely still out there but i feel like it's an emphasis on the arts I de- now. like you said i think they're still out there and i feel mm-hmm. like those people that want to do that they're they're going to do it anyways but right. i feel like now we got those people everybody like you said every like everybody wants to be a star mm-hmm. but people got to realize that ain't everybody ministry like exactly. everybody Ooh. everybody it's not, not everybody meant calling. to mm-hmm. it's not and although black people we're naturally gifted in, in the art of gab we're naturally gifted mm-hmm. in the art of being colorful and stuff like that just because you're colorful don't mean that you don't need to mm-hmm. be our only way out isn't TV. Our yep. only way out isn't isn't acting. Our only right. way out isn't there's other outlets. So we need mm-hmm. those we need to support black people spread across the board, not right. just Right. And it's hard because you get so caught into caught into this box now where okay, like you got love and hip hop. They out here mm-hmm. thriving in this aspect. So right. I gotta oh. figure out how to get it out like that. Right. I gotta figure yeah. out how to get on TV and yeah. that like I gotta figure out how I could Mm-hmm. date the football player date the athlete right. and, and just make it happen that way yeah. because I feel like now we're we're deeming that reality TV life mm-hmm. as success that that star life oh, as right. success and it's, it's so many different avenues mm-hmm. that we can go but we're yeah. boxed as in this is all black people are good for reality TV right 
and that, that and that goes back to going to HBCUs. Like people should just go to HBCUs, and you'll see all the <laughs> black doctors, all the black nurses, all mm-hmm. the black lawyers, <laughs> all the black news anchors. Yeah. You will see it. Other than going to a P- PWI, I person fan, I don't know, mm-hmm. but going to a PWI, you think the people that's only thriving in those fields are only white people. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And I feel like the few people at um, PWIs who are thriving. I feel like those are the people you see going viral, but them be like the only ones. Most, I feel like yeah. at y'all school, y'all do have so many. But I, I mean, it's like tough at UF. I was telling Mark or I was telling Queen. Mark Queen. Mark Queen Bia. Mark Queen Bia. There we go. I had to test into the news major. They only accept fifteen people per person. Oh yeah, she was telling me this, and I so, think this is so crazy. But yeah, so t- if you don't. Oh, pass and the test, we didn't even ahead. say it, but. If y'all don't know by now, even though we've been talking for a while, mm-hmm. Brittany was a broadcast journalism major at right. um, UF. UF. So mm-hmm. her and me and Sean was also um, broadcast journalism majors at um, FAM. But right. when she told me about her experience at um, UF, I was just amazed. Okay, not go, go, go. No, you're fine. <laughs> yeah, we had to test into the major. It's called a news test. Test, Sean. So yes. They had to take a test. Yes. They to become, <laughs> be in the major. Not do what you want to do, but to be in the to major. In the major. Okay. okay. So crazy for um broadcast we had the production side and we had the on-air side so you had to test into the on-air side and you can only take the test three times so if you don't pass it you just got to pick another major so i had a lot of friends who well i passed it the first time thank god but i had some friends who didn't pass it and was like i'm just about to do production so it's just like it's kind of a kind of a weed out thing for black and white people because obviously it's only 15 but i feel like it's a lot of people who i know who didn't have the opportunity to even taste broadcast because they didn't pass the test and it sucks but uf feels like that's their only way they could give you that one-on-one teacher ratio but at famu y'all get that one-on-one teacher with no test exactly no test Mm -hmm. at famu we like our our because of our major like we have no choice but to learn every aspect which is nice so we all of that yeah so we have to learn the in front we have to learn the behind the scenes we have to learn the editing we have to the camera operation like we have to learn Mm -hmm. it all but for them to limit y'all to only okay Mm -hmm. i want you want to do this but i have to test into it Mm -hmm. instead of getting experience and all of it which i'm going to need because at the end of the day who's to say that I'm, I get into this, and who's to say I really want to stay into this, yep. or this is what I want to do? So I think that's just so crazy that they just limit limiting y'all to just that. I think that's yeah. just I'm flabbergasted. Okay, <laughs> like that is yep. just ridiculous. And that's what I was saying. The way that I learned my other skills was through outside internships mm-hmm. because it was so many things that I saw people doing at UF that I was interested in, but you had to test in it, or oh, you're you're a news major, so. You can't do the production stuff. You can't produce a show because you're news. Like Crazy. it was, yeah. So like, I feel like it's good to be well-rounded in our business. But I had to get my other skills from outside rather than from school. Okay. So speaking on two things, then mm-hmm. one just starting with the fact that you had to test into that, and how we we had the option to learn everything and to sort of kind of audition. We did. We had mm-hmm. to take a test too to actually be a part of the news station. But mm-hmm. you basically. The audition is the important part, mm-hmm. but um, I feel like it, it was kind of dope on our on our end because mm-hmm. we we have to be well, like, we have to be the people in the newsroom that can do everything right. because 
we're already not wanted in the newsroom period. We're not all, we're already not supposed to be there. Mm -hmm. So we have to show, okay, I if you need me to do this, I can I can go over here and I can edit video for you. I can also record. I can right. also be in front of the camera. I can do anything you need me to do because I know I know it's hard for me to get here. So I'm just trying to show you anything you need me to do. Right. I'm, I'm ready and able to do. Mm -hmm. And then the other problem I've what I've noticed for me is that these internships, mm -hmm. the selections and processes to get into them, mm -hmm. it's already not made for black people to get into. Yeah, the, the boy bed the, the many times I heard no and it is <laughs> should be against the law when I feel like they're not looking for students that come from HBCUs mm -hmm. and then two the it's the experience and mm -hmm. it's it's like it's like when you come out of the, into the job world, you want me to have all of this experience and stuff, but you also say you're looking for somebody straight out of college. Right. But how was I supposed to get it? Like how? 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 Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like this thing, like you want us to have the experience from a, a huge company, but a huge company don't want to give us experience because of the school that I already go to. Plus, when I'm applying for the internship, you already want me to have experience before mm -hmm. I ha get to the mm -hmm. internship that I'm trying to get to to get the experience, <laughs> which is ridiculous and yeah. out of pocket. I just feel, yeah. and it just they don't on us like they look down on HBCUs the most, which is so crazy. But speaking of experience overall, and just think speaking of school, period. Mm -hmm. Do y'all think? Nowadays, is school even really worth it now in days? Only for the simple fact that jobs are really only looking for experience. Like, too many people are out here. Granted, besides the lawyers and the doctors, of course, they have mm -hmm. to go to school because they have to learn of different things. So outside of that, do y'all really think, like, for, like, our majors, we still need to go to school? Because it's like everybody looking for experience. And if you don't have the experience, baby, you don't have nothing, really. Like, they don't even look at the degree anymore. So in my opinion, I think education is always important. I feel mm. like education is power, but as far as my own personal opinion, I don't see myself going for a master or a doctorate because no. I don't know any sports reporter who got a doctorate or no. a master's. I feel like if we got our bachelor's degree plus experience, we're good, but I feel like in this field, you don't need all that because you're spending two extra years in doing your master's while somebody 19 know how to work a camera, make graphics, and exactly. do everything. Everything. So, in, in my opinion, it's you sort of have to to weigh the options. And I, it's not just experience, but if I would go back and I could do it all over again, I would have thought it out more because it's also about location mm. and where you are. So, not to down FAMU's school of journalism because I, I feel like it's definitely prepared me for the real world only the only aspect I feel like was hard on me was that when we are trying to get these these internships that give you the experience that you need for the job market mm -hmm. there especially for things that I want to do I was I, I want to do entertainment mm -hmm. those internships are in cities that are only mm -hmm. looking for people that are in those cities and it's I'm already black so it's already hard for me then two they're only looking for people that are in those cities or people that can can move to those cities for months and right. and, at, and at a time so it's like if I could go over, back and do it over again I would have tried to at least go to an institution that would have placed me in a city where I could have had those experiences mm -hmm. tangible, like mm -hmm. in arm's reach. Because now that I'm realizing it's hard and because they want you to have the experience. And then if you're not already in those cities or not already well deep into that field or well connected, you have no pull. And if right. you have no pull, especially in this industry, you have no power. Mm -hmm. Because nobody there is not it's not gonna work for you because I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get mad. Don't okay. <laughs> get mad, please. Because <laughs> it, it's just, it's just hard. Because like, yeah. you, they expect so much from us. And granted, it's like, I, I want to be able to provide. And granted, I feel like if you gave me the opportunity to to right. provide what I can do, 
I would I would be able to astonish you. Right. But the system is set up in such a way where they're only picking a handful of black people to make that diversity statement and it's so hard for those few black people that do get accepted to to get the internships because the pool is already it's a mess. No, I agree. I definitely agree mess. and I not too long ago I went on a field trip to uh the BET studios here in Miami and I was the only black woman there. Mhm. And I'm like this is BET like black entertainment <laughs> television. And everybody's Spanish or white and granted they need jobs too. Shout out to them for working there but it's just like dang. What's like, the diversity? Like, like where where do is it come it? Like the real diversity. They think that's diversity. Yeah. No, where's the real diversity? Yeah. Like? So I definitely agree that they not really checking for us, so we got to go above and beyond to get the bare minimum sometimes. And, and above. Mm-hmm. But, but just because, you know, we talked about this last week when I said I went to the NABJ media <laughs> panel. Yeah. Mind you, the, like I said, the first three rows of people were all, they were white people. Mm-hmm. It was like the first, maybe 20 white people out of 50 people, that, but the event was made for us. For, mm-hmm. for us. And I feel like what's hard is that they can come into our stuff and, and they can network and they can mingle and they can do whatever. But as soon as we go into their fields, we're we're already mm-hmm. one we're the minority. So it's like it's hard yeah. because they can they can network anywhere. Mm-hmm. For us, we have to pull teeth. We have to do this, mm-hmm. do that, do that. Mm-hmm. When we're going into their environments and their arenas, but they can come into our thing. Like listen, da 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 da. Here I am. Here I am. Yeah. Can you let us have what we have for us? Because it's already hard. <laughs> yeah. like, let but guess what? That's because we're so opening. And one of my teachers always said that black mm-hmm. people are the, the most, most welcoming people. people mm-hmm. And everybody else are like very strict and they stay to mm-hmm. themselves and they help on each other. And, the, and it's mm-hmm. so crazy because we, and it's like black people, like we feel like we have to let mm-hmm. them in. Like why? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think I have to let you, why should I have to let you in if you're not letting me in? Like even though we shouldn't have this mindset and everybody should be more open, but mm-hmm. it's still like that. I'm still trying to come up. You about like you literally a step away, and I'm freaking ten steps behind you. Like, mm-hmm. let me get at least five steps up before you trying to come <laughs> in and take what I'm yeah. trying to get. Like, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Or at least let me open the door for some people like me. Let me pay it forward to some people that that of of, of my color and, and bring them up. And that's one thing I don't like is that black black people nowadays they don't like to. They don't like to bring other people forward to the next level. It's like, oh, I can encourage you and try to help, like, tell you what you can do to move to, but I'm not going to be the one to reach out that because nobody did that for me. Mm-hmm. Just because nobody did it for you don't mean you can't do it for me. Because right. if you do it for me, it'll create a cycle. Mm-hmm. And nobody wants to break the cycle because everybody will. Since nobody did it for me, you have mm-hmm. to work as hard as you have to be twice as good. Right. No, I don't have to be twice as good. Especially <laughs> if you in the room, you can get me in the room right. without me being twice as good. Right. That's and that's how the I am good. But you mm-hmm. are you going to help me? Yeah, that's the thing. But I'm so glad that you brought this up because I was about to bring this. (laughs) (laughs) It's so crazy. Like we thinking, like, oh my god, this is like meant for us to have. Like, oh my god. But I was gonna bring that up. I was gonna say, like, what do we think we need to do as black people to help our people like come up? Because like he was saying, like you wish you knew that you should you could have picked a school that was in one of these cities that you was interested in working in or interested in being in the industry of that's really big. Like. Going in college, like most of us, first generation, it's a little whatever. Like mm-hmm. we don't know this, like we don't know this. Yeah. So how do we go about helping our people, and how do we make them want to know? Cause you know, at a young age, like when we was in high school, like we didn't, one we didn't know, and probably we didn't care, mm-hmm. and it harmed us. Like how do we like ingrain that? Come on, Sean, cause okay. you're ready to talk. No, <laughs> you're about to go crazy. Because what's sick, what's sick, what's sick, what's sick, what's sick is that I went to a 
predominantly black high school. Granted, it was private, but I mm-hmm. went to um, a predominantly black high school or Caribbean, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. They only advertised all white schools to us. Mm. So when I was already, I already took the mindset that okay, these these black institutions they they they're at a lower pedestal because if all I'm being taught is you need to go to this school, you need to go to this school, right. you need to go to this school because of what they can offer, that's all I'm seeing. Right. So by the time I realized that I'm not getting into these schools, I'm like, dang. So the only place I can go is fam because that's that's the only place that's good enough for me to go. That's the only place where where. So I'm like. Maybe I'm not good enough to be at the arena with with the UFs, with the Columbia's, with those institutions. So I wouldn't even apply because I already put myself in the mindset that I wasn't good enough to be there. <laughs> so I said, let me just go get what I can get from FAMU and, and, and make it work. But our problem is that when we don't value, like we said a little bit earlier, well, we, don't value, we don't value the power of a black education. Yeah, and um, not only that... Um, what I was about to say. Come on, get it out. Oh, this. Um, HBCUs, like, um, people don't, as far as, like, the value goes, like, people, like, if somebody get accepted to, like, a HBCU, it's not like, hooray, hurrah, mm-hmm. yeah, we're in front of you. It's more like, okay, like, literally, that's it. Like, mm-hmm. okay, like, that's all you get. But you get accepted to UF. You get mm-hmm. accepted to FSU. Yeah. Yeah. You get accepted to Duke and mm-hmm. all, these, you, all these places. It's, oh, yeah, like, yeah, that's my Duke. Like, mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah, you got it. You smart. That's so true. Like, what? Which goes, secondly, into the whole legacy portion of how these institutions come in into play. One, these institutions were never made for us. So they were all, like, those systems at those institutions were made to keep black people out. So if black people as a whole continue this whole legacy initiative where we try to get as many people as many people as possible to go to historically black colleges and universities we would build a culture of dynamic black people that are entering the workforce Mm -hmm. that can continue to pull other black people for it too so you have to we have to think in a larger scale because if a whole bunch of FAMU alum go and they, they're all into the market now. Now I have a whole bunch of more connections that can help me get mm-hmm. to, into the job market, which right. is really what you need to get into. So now that I have these people looking out for me, then, then you're creating the cycle, which is what we just right. talked about. Right. But if these people don't go to the institutions that are really the only institutions that, not I want to say we know for sure we can get into, mm-hmm. but the institutions that are most welcoming to back. us, yeah. we'll never... Because when even when you go, like how you mm-hmm. said you went to UF, do you feel like you have alum, specifically alum of color, that will be able to, to vouch for you? Honestly, I feel like a lot of my connections were not UF grads. Okay. My, one of my mentors, Rashawn Ali, a FAMU grad. Oh, yeah. Like, she actually wrote one of my recommendations for my sorority. So it's just like a lot of my network are not UF grads. Now they are as I grow and have people graduate with me. But starting off, a lot of my connection were not uf grads honestly were they people of color <laughs> some were people of color some were not but most of them were not uf grads i could tell you that now so, <laughs> so, so it, it just it just feeds the point that yeah. like rashawn ali rashawn ali is a, a famu alum so granted when she's also looking out for other famu alums right. like she she helped the Shout out to um, the, the Brie Harmons, the, the, mm-hmm. the, the Ashley Jackson. Jackson. Right. She's looking out for them in ways that they wouldn't have. She's creating opportunities right. for them to get in, get into, get into the rooms that they right. wouldn't have been afforded to. So it's and that goes back to the main point, the question: How do we how do we help bring other Black people forward when we have to begin to support 
support blackness as a whole without mm -hmm. downing bits and pieces of it. If we're going to support black people, we have to support black education. Mm -hmm. We have to support we have to support black black business. We have mm -hmm. to support the black the black initiative as a whole. Mm -hmm. And if we down certain parts of it, we'll never collectively as a whole grow or even have the possibility to create rooms specifically for black people to thrive because we don't deem that it's important. Right. right. Oh, I definitely agree with that. <sighs> Took like, a while to get all that <laughs> I definitely agree with that. The only reason I went to Miami North well, I graduated from Miami Norland and the only reason why I applied to UF was because they came to our school and they allowed us to apply for free. Like a group came from I didn't necessarily consider UF but once I applied I started looking into it and I'm like okay this is cool I honestly doubted that I would get into UF but when I did get into UF I saw how good their journalism project I mean major was and they also gave me a full ride I don't owe UF a dime and Ooh. never have gave, oh, given them a dime so ministry does. yeah so you know like, definitely you a ride, go you can go. right definitely a blessing but I wasn't gonna apply to UF like I literally was gonna go to FIU because because I was already interning down here and I was like I could just stay an intern and my boss was like no you need to go you need to build a network somewhere else I actually applied to fam too and got in so I definitely was very open for colleges but that's how I went to UF was the acceptance into UF like sort of kind of like a care program type thing where they were yeah was it was like, like a it was called I guess it's like care it was called aim program okay. so you know they call you low income or whatever mm -hmm. I'm like okay fine give me that cash so yeah yeah and I honestly don't think they even have that program anymore sadly like yeah what? so yeah I don't think they have it because when I was a senior it was phasing out Black enrollment at UF is down a lot, and with this recent graduation stuff, it may go down but even enrollment, more. But enrollment, period, in all <laughs> schools, because even at FAM, like, our enrollment is hot from when I came in summer 2013 mm -hmm. to, like, now, it dropped drastic. Wow. So, like, so if they're not going to the PWIs and, and they're, they're not, not going, going to, to the HBCUs, is it that people aren't? Because people don't feel like they need to go. Is I'm telling you, the social media world has totally mm -hmm. like everybody want to be an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. Everybody, yeah. Yes, and it and it yeah. is like the thing is, people don't realize like like you said, like um, education is power. Period. Mm -hmm. Like it's no if, answer, buts about it. No matter how social media may make stuff feel mm -hmm. or look. Education is power, and it's going to help you in the long run because right. no telling how everything going to turn. Like, what if, like, all of a sudden, like, nobody have phones or no more social media, <laughs> That's nothing? It. What you going to fall back on? Like, what yep. what is going to be? So, you're going to fall back on that education. You, yep, you need that which education. Which is the one time that you can never lose. You can, yeah. I've all, I'm always going to have that degree. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> that was real. No, it was. Okay, I got one, one last question. Yeah, what's up? About, specifically about the HBC versus PWI. Okay. Like I said, I'm not, we're not going to touch on your, your full engagement and whatever. Okay. But you did find love at a, at a, at a PWI, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. at a, another PWI. He ah. uh, went to UCF. Okay, so do you think... Cause I know everybody's all. I'm gonna come to. I'm gonna have this whole Hillman concert. Love story. <laughs> but I'm yeah, gonna, different, I'm gonna different world love. Like, different Ooh. world love. Do you think like <laughs> you you got grownish love? She got <laughs> she, she got their white people love. Like, she, she got that love at a different at a different type of institution. And it's so. a black man. And it's a black man, so do you feel Thank like God wasn't gonna go be over. nothing else but that? <laughs> do, you, do you feel like it was easier or? Um, so honestly, the way me and him got together was kind of the, 
I guess if Save you want to put a label, put a, put a it, it could have been the HBCU way, honestly, because I went to a probate at his school, AKA probate at okay. his school. Our chapters hit it off. We made a group me and he DM'd me in a group me. So if you want to put yeah. it that way, it y'all was like, off of y'all right, black experience. right off of our black experience, oh. off the party, stepping and strolling experience. So right. it wasn't, oh, we met in a classroom and fell in love. <laughs> he DM'd me and grouped me. And I thought twice about writing, writing him back because I had just crossed and so did he. So I didn't want to hop in no mess right away right. and have my name all type of ways, but it worked. So it wasn't the PWI way at all. Like Black experience love. Yeah. I like that. Greek love. <laughs> Greek love, I guess. Okay, both of y'all Greeks now. <laughs> and he's a Kappa Apple Oh, yeah. He, <laughs> shout out, shout out to the noobs. <laughs> so, so, are we trying to do more talking or are we trying to cut it off? What? Because I want to go into some entertainment news. Because I really want to know how y'all feel about the This Is America um, video. Oh, and I just watched it Sunday. Oh, great. <laughs> Let's get into it. So how did y'all let's, feel about it? You told me you remind me of Tammy Roman. She's like, let's get into it. <laughs> well, how bonnet No, seriously, because, like, it, you know, it was so many different um, different opinions going around about the whole video. I just want to know how y'all felt about it, because I, I felt one way, and then after watching it again, I felt another way, and then I watched it for a third time, and I felt a totally different way. Yeah. yeah, you have to, because you missed so many things going into yeah. it. Like, when I first seen it, I didn't hear no music. I didn't hear see the whole thing. I literally seen a small clip on Instagram, mm-hmm. and it was the scene where he shut up the church. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they didn't even know it was Childish Gambino at that. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, what is this black boy doing? They all, like, you know, right. black people always trying to do something <laughs> right. dumb. Like, you know, right. already going right. back. Like, you know, going mm-hmm. in. Then I seen the whole thing. I was like, oh, okay, he dancing. <laughs> and I'll kill it. Then I seen it again. I'm like, Oh wait, what is that going on in the background? Right, oh, like you know. Mm-hmm. So I wonder how y'all feel about it. So for me, I thought the video was very interesting. I definitely thought it had a lot going on, and I felt like it was, I guess, a good symbolism of what's going on in America. But I hate to be the Debbie Downer, but I have heard that he did not want to go on any national news stations or anything and talk talk about it. And that was a problem for me because it got the attention of Donald Trump, and I feel like that's your way in. You need to be on Good Morning to America. You need it right. This is your opportunity. Like you made this bomb video. Like now, let's go put the conversation on the table. So that's how I feel. Like it was a good video, and it's gonna have some buzz but you're not reaching the people who are necessarily at the table because you don't want to talk about it on that level but what if he's not the type of person that you invite to the table what if he's just the creative that bring up the topic in the conversation but he's not the person that you bring into the room to actually speak for us but if you I feel if, like if he's not the person to go into the room who? and it's his it's his, his <laughs> right. substance then who then at least he can get into the room and invite somebody more qualified to talk okay. about the issue True. into the room to, to make yeah. it happen so I feel like my whole thing is maybe he also didn't want to be that person to speak up about it because think about all the recent black people that we've had mm-hmm. in, in black culture that's mm-hmm. been trying to talk about politics and stuff or whatever that may be. Mm-hmm. Even if they're talking about it from a good standpoint or a bad standpoint, mm-hmm. you got us that just tore Kanye West apart. Granted, he is canceled. <laughs> he, Kanye is canceled. But at the same time, now you got black people like Chance the Rapper. Like he said, hold on, hold on, hold on. Like, I'm, I, that's not what I meant. Like, our right. words have been twisted and con- like misconstrued in a way that anything a black person says about no, politics. No, 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 no. Your word is not twisted. It's 
the it's the outlet that you're using your words on. You don't use your words on no freaking Twitter. Of course, your words is going to be twisted. Very much so. But I feel like that. But if you use your word, you're using you. I'm. You can literally read what I type. That's you get. What I mean, that's. You, yes. Then you can get no but, no clearer than a tweet. Like, no, th- this, no, no, I no. Said, I it told can, what I told. But see, that's the problem. <laughs> I told what I told. <laughs> Goodbye. But that's the problem now. Like you're gonna have people have different mindsets. People have different opinions and mm-hmm. things. Like everything is different. Everybody don't think the same way. For so for you to think right. because you tweeted one thing, I'm supposed to automatically assume the same thing that you wrote about. No, my opinion is going to be different from what right. you just said, especially if it, the situation, especially dealing with politics. Like, politics is just a slippery slope overall. So if you're going to try to back up somebody like Kanye West who's talking crazy out of his ass mm-hmm. and then you say some Republicans <clears throat> can't vote, first of all, they had nothing to do with nothing. I don't even know why we talk about chance only, but you, y'all get what I'm I, saying. <laughs> but I, I, I agree. I, but I do feel like a tweet could be misconstrued just Thank like you. a text Thank message. You. Thank you. You can't really you can't see, see reactions. Tall. But I do agree with you when you say that everybody is not the person Pick a side, Brittany. Pick with. a side of stay I'm on vote because I feel like Angela, Angela Rye, right. I feel like she can speak at anything and it's always flawless. Like she just has that gift of conveying her point. But, but she's maybe, speaking at an event. Tweeting? No, I'm just yeah. But her tweets can get confused. No, I'm talking about on a like on a national scale. So you're right. Maybe Childish Gambino isn't the person to go have those national Mm -hmm. conversations. But you need to send somebody like now because people talking about your video now. And Uh if you want to be all reserved and stuff, it's just gonna be just like every other hashtag. We talk about it for two, three months, if that, and then it's gone. I think it's gone already. Nobody really honestly. He should have hit it when Donald Trump was talking about it. Also, when um. When McMill was talking about um, mm-hmm. the the justice system yeah. and all that stuff, you you like like y'all said, you have to know if you're not gonna be able to convey the point correctly, and you're not gonna be able have to speak intelligently. Mm-hmm. Not that, not to say that he didn't speak mm-hmm. intelligently, but he he it could have definitely been more 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 polished. Mm-hmm. And if you if you're not that person, get somebody that's going to be able to further your point and further your narrative mm-hmm. or. Like now, it, it was a waste of time. He had all of that that spotlight, that major spotlight on these national mm-hmm. syndicated net networks and stuff. But mm-hmm. now it's like, where did it go? Mm-hmm. What, what happened with it? I with agree. Who? With, with Mill, because as soon as he got released from jail, he went on his whole press tour sort of kind of to, right. to talk about the issue, about gun violence, not gun violence, but like put... Mm-hmm. Like unfair justice. justice. Yeah, mm-hmm. unfair justice. Mm-hmm. And it's like he, in my opinion, he, he didn't... Execute well. He wasn't very articulate in, in how he... Because I don't... I mean, he can only be articulate until, until a point like he know. Like, I can only be relatable to my people. I can't be related relatable to the masses. And Which I think, is why you bring somebody with you that can... And you I, relate to the, the people thing. and the other person relate to the masses. And I think they don't... I think they put him on this pedestal and I don't think he, they want him to, honestly. I think they're using him and I don't think he see it. And it's so crazy that you wrote on Meek Mill because somebody sent me this of um, Meek Mill taking a picture with Gucci in a man craft and I think he's like... Um, he's something with the NFL. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. You know who I'm talking about, Brittany? You Let me see. To, his name... I don't, I, oh, okay. I, oh, this is him? He like something with the NFL, but he kind of yeah, helped sure. Meek Mill mm-hmm. get up, get okay. out. But you know, he deals with something with the NFL. Like he's really big. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole thing with the NFL and mm-hmm. Colin Kaepernick, mm-hmm. who basically was doing the same thing mm-hmm. that they just supported with Meek Mill. Which yeah, is but it's crazy. Yeah. So wait, can't get a job. so somebody had so Uncle Luke, y'all. 
So Uncle Lou wrote um, Meek Mill and he said, my brother, I am happy you are out looking forward to hearing some of your new music. Have a big, um, I'm a big fan of yours. As for Robert Kraft, he likes to hang out with you. Make sure he likes to hang out with you. Make sure you tell him to cut the check in one of his businesses or whatever business entity that you want to invest in. The NFL has taken a big hit. Colin Kaepernick has affected their ratings in the black community. He needs people like you, mm-hmm. like you guys, to walk around with to try and restore the NFL brand as well as his team. If Robert ain't cutting a check, get off of that train because he's using you as a pawn in the game. What do y'all think about that? Because I think I, I, at first when it happened, I was like, oh, they supporting me, Mill, Meek Mill. But once I seen that, I said, you know what? Maybe they are using him, and I don't think he see it. And granted, he Meek Mill is probably looking at it in the aspect like, I don't care if they using me. I'm still for to help my people. Mm-hmm. But then it's like other people is like, well, damn, bro, they kind of using you, and you don't see it because they probably really not gonna help you or your people. You know what I'm saying? How feel? I, I feel like I get what Uncle Luke is saying, and I feel like there are other ways to do it. You always don't need the white hand to help yes. you out because yes. Colin Kaepernick has his own. Foundation, Function. know your rights and things like that. So I feel like, and Nick I feel Mill, like that's the that's the right. Yeah, I think he, should he take. has the resources. He has the people around him to put him in a place where he can have his own foundation. But you know what? But you know how the white people got me, Mill. They bought his freedom. Mm. They got him out, and I feel like that's why he feel like he's obligated to help them or go their route or be on the platforms that they give them. Give him because ain't. Ain't no way in hell my first instinct would have been to, my first instinct would have been going to Colin Kaepernick and help him out with his thing because he's doing it. This is what's his goal from the beginning. But mm-hmm. you going, trying to go your own route on the pedestal that they're putting you on, which is probably not the best one. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Sean? Mind you, like, in my opinion, I felt like Colin was very, um, he was very, like I said, he was very articulate. He was one of those people that you put to speak on the okay. issue because yeah. he, he he was qualified and and articulate enough to convey the message, but still be able to relate. To, you just saying that because he's a capital. I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's how they but be. No, bro. But if it would be dope to see him and me combine on something and see. Why is it that? But you, I feel like they is trying to tell. I don't even think it's on me. Mine. If it if it happens, he's not thinking. But I also feel like where is these? Where are all our black celebrities when we need them to really? It's like only certain things we see them really clicking on. Like 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 Trayvon Martin's. Um, they go with what's popping. And that with everything needs to be popping when it's concerned to the black yep. to the black initiative. And if it's not, then you can't be wishy washy and try to get your press when when it matters and when it don't. Like we need y'all talking about constantly because there's always something constantly going on. So it's it and if they be if the celebrities talk about it and they're they're popular in black culture, then the people are going to mm-hmm. talk about it. And if the conversation keeps going, then we're something's going bound to happen. Yeah. But if we if they're selective in how they want to approach things, then we're going to be selective in how we want to approach stuff. And we'll never, <laughs> we'll never do nothing. And I feel like that's sick is that we have so many influential black celebrities that could really be, be vessels and voices mm-hmm. of these, these problems and these issues, but right. nobody wants to use their platform. What are you a celebrity for? Mm-hmm. What are, what are you there for? If you're not going to speak, what, what's your platform for? What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Making music. Barely, <laughs> barely. It's like what it, and it just all goes back to now. Where that's what I will say. Now that I do like about the whole 
film industry and stuff mm-hmm. now is that we're finally getting films that are not only pushing black black representation but they're mm-hmm. pushing pushing i'm sorry mm-hmm. black issues yeah and those and those films are being so good that they're being films that are now being like icon- iconic and they're standing mm-hmm. alone films that we're going to keep referring to and keep talking about which makes which makes an impact and we have to right. get that sort of where's the black music that's talking about the issues now where where where's the mm-hmm. where where's the the black um where where's the black television networks or black mm-hmm. where's BT yeah. on all of this stuff? Oh yeah, BT don't have no content. They where no content. where where's Sister Circle talking? Not not to say that they don't talk about mm-hmm. like where they where these things that are predominantly that are made for black people. Where but are I they talking think, about? The I issues? think you just hit on a really important thing because everybody you just named is that company is ran by a white, white person. People, and I feel like it's things that they may want to say but they, they just can. can't. Because it's that other person at the top who don't look like us and who don't think like Which us. Which gets back to the sad part is how do we create these things for us yeah. and get yeah. to a place where we have yeah. to... I how do it, we become the executives and the and network or owners? It, or keep it in-house. In mm-hmm. I know that I think Ebony mm-hmm. just got back to being a All fully black. owned black, okay. black board director. So because to the man that just bought Essence. It was Essence or Ebony? I don't, I don't it's know. It's Essence. Okay, it was, You're okay, right. Yeah. It's Essence. They're totally black owned. The man who just bought Essence was actually the owner of Shea Butter. Wow. And black people now. Oh, black people live and die by some Shea Moisture. No, 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 no. They tore him down for what? selling Shea Butter before they even know he bought Essence. Like, wow. So I think it's just us always want to tear people down. Like, that's so, like, you are hurting us. Like, stop. Just stop. What are you doing? Stop mm. talking about my people, our people. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Speaking mm. of, too, just with the, um, to get it back to the, 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 the This Is Us video, I seen another This Is America, I mean, I said This mm-hmm. Is Us, This Is America video. I seen another This Is America video with a white girl. I don't remember who she is, mm-hmm. but she was basically doing like her own white version of This Is America, and she's she's like a singer or whatever. But I seen the comments, and people were like, can we have something that's just for us? Like, what? <laughs> exactly. Which, like, Taylor Swift won't remake um, the... Y'all, y'all ain't hear the song she remade from. Sorry, um, no. Oh my god. Oh, I know what you're talking about. The um, the the the, the, the with the singers. The, the yeah, the I black the, the black. Jackson Five um, not, not Jackson Five. Okay, keep talking. You know, but yeah, so it's like, can we have something that's just for us? Like, why, 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 why? Mm-hmm. Can, what was the what was the point? Like, can essence just be for us? Like, why do we need to extend ourselves to get to get white ownership or get white put? No, like, there's black people with September. enough money to invest. Mm-hmm. There's black people with enough money to invest in in essence. There's black people enough with enough money to invest in Ebony. There's bl- enough black people to invest in BET. There, why is the sister circle Revolt? so did revolt? And my whole and I love Sister Circle is a doc, Sister Circle would be just as big as the real. It could be just as big as all these other things. And these are all black women that are that are doing big things. Mm-hmm. Why? Mm-hmm. Why? 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 I just it's just confused. It baffles me the amount of black things that we have that we can support that we don't. Yeah, definitely. I definitely agree. Like with Sister Circle, my mom records it and watch it every single day. But it may not get the attention of the real because it's on TV one. Yeah. So it's like when Granted, can we make is, that's right good, because right. that is another that's you know, our pe- right. But it's like if it's not on NBC, CBS, like you're not gonna get the buzz, and it's just like why though? Like why? Like we have quality programming yeah. and things that talk about our issues, we do. but like I say, I always go back to the system because it's really not made for us. Yeah, we'll never know about these things that are being talked about because it's not in our face the way everything else is. Yep. And then like you were saying about we have to support our own because it's like why is the quad canceled? 
they talking about mm. ratings. It's like, so where the HBCU people who, you know, getting on the PWI people, y'all need to be watching the quad. Mm. And even the PWI people, you need to be watching the quad. Yeah. So it's like, it's no way BET should have to cancel that show. And it's just sad because that was the representation we had. Different world, canceled. That canceled. was the represent. It's not even on Netflix no more. Like, I think it's on Hulu, though. <laughs> it's on Hulu. It's on Hulu. Yeah, it's, it's Hulu. not on Netflix. It may be on Hulu. It's on Hulu. It is. It's not on, even on Netflix no more. So it's just like, dang, like, can we have something and can we support our something? And yeah. It's like, and then you go back to the things that we are being featured on. Like, I know mm -hmm. a big problem with Gronish was the fact that everybody felt like, well, we're only a certain diaspora of the, of the black person is being represented mm. where's where's our dark-skinned female lead? and i think where's, that's why they're right people is better than grownish because mm -hmm. they hit each student has their own problem in their different ways and this is like like you can see yourself in one of those yeah people mm -hmm. as as far as like grownish goes it's just like zoe and what zoe going through and how zoe getting through a pwi and like you know what i'm saying but I feel, and what I do like about specifically dear, dear white people is that not only are they addressing white people, but in their own weird way, dear white people addresses black people as well and how we approach different situations mm -hmm. and tries to get us like, wake, wake up, mm -hmm. like, wake up, you hotep, like, wake up, <laughs> like, you, you, um, like, why is it deemed that black women can't be pregnant and still go to school? Why do you think of yourself in such a low light that you can't do both or that one's bad, like, right. worse? Like, it, it it's dear it's dear black people and dear white people mm -hmm. to, to be honest and I feel like that's the that's the title of this pop, podcast episode it's gonna be dear black people because we need to wake up <laughs> dear like, black people dear black people I need us to understand that we <laughs> are one you are me I am you we are each other and you are a powerful black child you like, are powerful come yeah. on and you I feel like I agree with y'all about how we as a culture like like to tear stuff down because after I saw Black Panther it was people talking about well why wasn't no light skinned people in Black Panther like it's always Ignorant. something They're always a problem like Mind you, there was a, um, a member of the Dora Milaje, mm -hmm. which was the little female warrior group mm -hmm. that was of lighter. She was mm -hmm. of it was lighter a couple of them, though. It was but a couple of them. Because y'all not. Like, we always find something. But why too. is it's that even like, a thing? Like, why is that why even, is that why even a conversation? Mm -hmm. right. It's like we defeat ourselves. Like, we're trying to fight the white people, then we fight each other. Each other. So it's right. like we literally never win. We're trying to always. And since you brought up Black Panther, let's mm -hmm. speak on the fact that. T um, I said T'Challa. That's Chadwick, his name. Chadwick he has played so many influential black people. Right. We black people, we can't just support mm -hmm. the movies that the, the yep. Russo brothers are bringing in and we're supporting black people because, oh, we yep. got a superhero film. We yep. need to support the black political movies. Yep. We need to support the black, we need to support the black uh, biographies. We need to support everything yep. as a whole. Like, we should have supported Detroit. Like, we mm -hmm. have so many things that we can support, but we yep. only want to we can't do that because we'll never thrive. Like mm -hmm. he's T'Challa, he's Thurgood Marshall, he's he's yep. so many other people. Jackie James, Robinson, James Brown. Brown. Yep, yep. He. It's like we we have the talent, and we have the resources. We just gotta to, support it, and we have to keep pushing these narratives and stories out because if we don't if we don't push them out, they're not gonna be pushed out. I agree. And that and that's the sad fact of the matter. They're not gonna be pushed out, so we have to support it all as a whole. Like I went, like remember we went and saw Taraji P Henson movie just because she was Taraji. Mm -hmm. Even yeah, though I nobody saw it. Even if we like it, even if we, we like it, yeah. you got you got my money. Yeah, because because I'm gonna support you. 
Money is white support. people support white people just because they white. I'm supporting mm-hmm. you just because you're black. Yep, mm-hmm. and that's it. Point for the period. I don't care mm-hmm. if it's an action movie and people don't think you should be doing it. And it may was. It was terrible. But I'm still. <laughs> what you talking about? Proud Mary. Yeah. Proud Mary was. Yeah. I like Proud Mary. You playing? You <laughs> killed everybody in the whole movie. I was uh-huh. like, go ahead, girl. <laughs> but it definitely was a different feel for her. But like you said, we all still went to see it. Yes. But we still went to see it. <sighs> this was some deep diving, deep thinking, deep everything. Very, very deep. Very, very deep. <laughs> some, some melanated conversation. I got oh, one I more thing to throw in okay, if y'all would yeah, let me. The Beyonce performance uh-huh. with the Greek, I feel like Greek people found a problem with it. Oh, yeah. Our Black only Greeks. chance to be represented on a national stage as Greeks. Boom. With Greeks in her performance. With Greek, real with Greeks. Greeks in her performance. So how do, we found a way. How does a black person <laughs> appropriate black culture? And I feel like that was what people were trying to say. Like Beyonce was appropriating. She's black. She cannot appropriate black culture. If because she, she, she just bring it to the forefront. She's at the whitest festival she there is. a platform to mm-hmm. bring stuff to To awareness. showcase black excellence. And we find a way. We find, we find, a, <laughs> that's how we, we find a way. Dear to, black people, stop finding a way. To have a problem. Dear with black, black people, stuff. bring back underground because <laughs> that was my show. Period. Dear black people, listen to the A list. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we about to check out Brittany. Where can they find you? You can find me. So I got a couple of things going on. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> Tell me so more. I'm trying to start my little video and photography at All Inclusive Media. All oh, Inclusive with a K on Instagram. And then you can also check out at Faith and Davis on Instagram if you a little lovey-dovey type trying to see how you can get into that Christian love life. Yeah. But yeah, check me out. Sean. Uh, you can always find me on Instagram and Twitter, both Shaunadon, two underscores at the end. That's S-E-A-N-T-H-E-D-O-N, two underscores at the end. Don't forget the two underscores because you will not find me. <laughs> and you can check me out at Queen, they said, literally spelled how it said, Queen, they said on Instagram and Twitter. And you can also check out me and Sean YouTube channel yes, on yes, yes, yes. at the A-list on YouTube. Yeah. So that's it, and we outie. <laughs> <laughs>